dive into a world of untold narratives with the podcast that explores the unseen quadrant of the Jahari window of our lives. Here, we uncover the hidden stories and unspoken truths of extraordinary individuals, revealing what others don't know about us, but what we know about ourselves. This is The Bottom Left Pain. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Bottom Left Pain. Here in this episode, we're joined by Razia, a dynamic life coach whose story takes us from Iran to the global stage. Razia's journey is a powerful narrative of transformation, from starting a prominent academy for women in Iran to adapting her coaching style amidst the challenges of COVID-19 and moving to the United States. Discover how she shifted her focus from business coaching to empowering women through self-confidence and assertiveness, overcoming cultural barriers, and inspiring change. Hey guys, and today we have Razia with us, the lady boss herself. Uh, honestly, I've been really excited to do this interview since we've met. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and dive into it. Please, Razia, if you could tell us about yourself, you know, a little bit about what you do. Hi, Luis. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me here. Um, so my name is Razia, but Luis just, just told me as a lady boss, you know, my lady boss is my brand. So I will tell you the story maybe later, but I'm Razia. I am the coach for women, um, life coach and business coach, but former business coach right now, life coach. Um, I'm, um, I have a special story. I'm not living. I, I was not living in us. Uh, I came from Iran. I'm Persian actually. So I just came to us like seven months ago, but, um, I used to live there. And um, I started I started a big academy for just women in Iran, mm. and I started to teach them business, and then self confidence, and then assertiveness, and then um, all the aspect of you know growth, mind growing actually. So um, yeah, I just started the academy. So we are the biggest academy in whole Middle East, I think. And yes, there it is. Awesome. Dang, that's super crazy. Uh, so let's kind of just jump into a little bit about the story, right? Um, so your journey from like in-person coaching to like online courses, right? That's I'm assuming that's what you do now that you're not in, in, in Iran anymore, right? Uh, can you share like some key lessons you learned during the transition, you know, especially like, you know, when all of this happened, how did it really shape your coaching style now that it's virtual? Yes, actually, when I was started, like um, six years ago, as a business coach, I went to get some degrees about that. I went to some classes, courses to, to know how to be a business coach. And then I started to be in person business mm. coach. So, you know, before COVID, everything was in person. I mean, most of the things was in person, especially the um, coaching things. So I started the business coach. I was like an ordinary um business coach. I was not famous. I was not special. I was a kind of a normal people. But um, when I just started my business coach, I um, after two or three, three years of doing that, I had a, some, you know, um, good, good point in my life. You know, some of my clients went out reach and went go well. And so it was good at the time. But when the COVID hit, so that business was just like maybe stopped. Because like me, like everybody, we didn't know how much time would be last the COVID, okay? So I just stopped my business. 
in-person coach. So um, after one or two months, I realized that maybe the COVID will be um, last longer. So right. I decided to do it because I need money. So my my whole um, things was gone. My whole you know th- money that I just kept in my bank account. So um, I went. I started the online coaching. At first, it was so hard because I was not in person with people. I couldn't reach out to them, and I couldn't see how the situation is. I couldn't feel the situation is. And in a, right. you know, rich virtual coaching was really hard. So, you know, I'll make it short. So I started the virtual one very, I, I maybe two or three months later when the COVID hit. So when I started that, um, I was normal like other people, maybe twenty clients or fifteen clients in month. It was not bad. My my income and my revenue was not bad. But I started thinking about something very important. Because all my clients were, were women at a time. My brand was Lady Boss. You know, I because I was a business coach, I wanted to women to be a boss of their own business. So my brand was Lady Boss. All, all of my clients were women, right, uh, like right now. And then um, I started thinking something very special. When I just started in... Um, virtual classes. I started to make some courses in a virtual way uh, because at a time, some businesses didn't have a lot of money to give Mm. the coach. So they wanted to just train by themselves. So I started to make some courses, business courses for them. For example, how to sell things online or for example, how to gain trust. For, For example, like some um, courses like that. So when I started that, I understood that in online courses, I, t- I did tell everything, you know, every information I had in my mind in the courses, but maybe 80% of my students didn't get the results. I mean, hmm. they didn't get what they really wanted. I mean, their revenue, their income didn't grow. So I was wondering why, because this is like right. my coaching in person. So I just made a course and I just give, gave it to them and they're just watching what I'm saying. They're doing what I'm saying. So what, what is happening here? And when I just compare my students to another coach students, I was wondering because those co- coaches like me, they have students too. But 50% of their students are getting results at a time. So I was, I was, I had a doubt for myself, maybe for just maybe for one or two, maybe I am not a good coach. I am not a good educator because my students are not like getting results. But when I get, got dive into it and deep into it, I understood that because 100% of my students are women, Mm -hmm. but other coaches, 50% of them are men. So the mm. men are getting results, not the women. So, yeah, um, yeah, I was wondering, so what happened to women? Because women are, are strong. Women, women can do, for example, everything they want. So, of course, we have some limitation, barriers, maybe in some countries more than men. But, um, but what, what is happening? And then when I just get deep into it and make some questionnaires, read a lot of books about self-development, I understood that in whole society, in whole um, educational system in our country, and whole 
uh, training by our parents, women did not train well how to be self-confident practically. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, they know what is self-confidence and they speak about it. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is they didn't know how to do it, how to react like a confident woman, how to do things. So they're procrastinating everything. There are perfectionism. They are like, they don't do anything until everything is ready. So these are because lack of self-confidence because you're not sure that you can do everything. That's why you're waiting to be everything to be perfect, right? So when I start to teach them how to gain more self-confidence in a practical way, you know, how to do it, how to practice self-confidence, I got so famous at a time. My uh, Instagram page hit the record and it, my classes were full of students and women and women get or were getting results because you know, in, beside that, I just get get the information how to sell things online. Right. I just teach them how to self be self more confident, and then they start to selling online thing. Before I just said say them, you know, say to them how to sell it, they did it. So it means that self confidence makes everything good, and you will find a solution for every problems you have in your life if you have the confidence. You, you just don't need a lot of information about business. If you have the confidence, you will do. You will do everything. So when I did that, so I got famous after um, it, it's been th- three years now. No, two, two and a half years that I just started the confidence. So I, I am known as a confident lady in a whole um, Iran. Everybody know knows me at this, you know, um, name, confident. So I wrote a book and my book had their record in whole Middle East. And uh, yeah, this is what happened until now. Yeah, that's so crazy. Wow. Okay. Um, so I, I kind of want to jump into the, the now part, right? So like, you know, you left your country and honestly, that must have been a pretty significant decision, right? So how is the experience of now living in this new culture within the United States like how has that influenced your coaching and how you approach and you know just the perspectives that you bring to your course now? Yeah, I just moved maybe seven months ago to US, as I told you before. Right. But um, I am too busy with my whole students in Iran because we are the biggest academy. So mm-hmm. I didn't have a time to focus on US market and see how women are thinking right now or doing right now. But in past seven months, I talked to a lot of um, university um, teachers and masters about um, women. I went mm-hmm. there to Berkeley University, UCI, and I talked to them to how are women doing right now. So mm-hmm. I have okay. a lot of information about the women in U.S. I know that the uh, the one who born and raised in U.S. are different from the women who born and raised in Iran or Middle East. I know the differences, but I know that deep down of all us, we have some holes, everybody, no Mm. matter women or men, no matter where, where, what is your country, you have some, some holes in you. For example, if you um, keep procrastinating everything, if you are just thinking about everything to be perfect, if you, Mm, 
do not start your things if you just um if you have fears it means that you you are struggling some kind of um lack of self-confidence in you so no matter what your country is or what your place is i know this kind of things will uh, will help them better right yeah because i mean it's always there right yeah yeah so you know recognizing these challenges faced by women in iran uh, you shifted your focus to self-confidence and assertiveness you know, so what specific strategies did you use in your courses to address these challenges, right? And how did you really empower women to overcome these societal expectations? You know, the first thing in in, uh, in our society, in our things, in our tra- traditional uh, living space, was the words and the rhyme that women were using. Mm. Can you explain you know, a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. For example, for example, let me explain you in, in words. Uh, for example, when some women borrow their clothes to another woman, for example, and the other women just get the, this bag uh, broken. Okay. So this women are on a ha- upset about her clothes, right? right? I mean, she said, oh my God, I just borrowed this and she returned this broken. But she didn't say a thing, right? She said, okay, thank you so much. Um, And she was nagging in her mind. Right. Okay. So this is the kind of uh, behavior. So in this kind of behavior, I changed this behavior. That's why it was a good, inspiring um, examples for women. I just teach them to be reversed. For example, I made this scenario and I just said, this is wrong. Answer this in other way. Mm, Okay. Okay? Yeah. So can you give me like a couple examples? For example, um, when I said, for example, I made a scenario, I made a movie. Okay. Thank you. For example, Sarah, thank you for returning my dress. No, no, this is wrong. So I made the correct scenario. Okay. Mm. So I made it. Oh, Sarah, thank you for bringing back, you know, in, in, with a smile, with confidence. Thank you for bringing it back. But I think this is broken. How can you repay this for me? Mm. Okay. With a smile and with a very confident situation, not angry, not, not aggressive, not passive. You have to be very, very mellow and right. with a smile, just, just, uh, take your right. I mean, so when I just started to teaching them how to be assertive, not aggressive or not passive, women started understanding that there is a third way of behaving. Mm, okay. You know, because before that, they were, they were thinking that maybe we have two kind of behavior, right. just passive or aggressive. Mm, if okay. you are not saying thing, you have to be angry. No, you can be assertive you can use your words in a very very respectful way because respect in middle east is a very high value you know they are not straight and direct saying things they do things in their own so when i started to change this behavior and teach them the words the sentences to use it when you wanted to be assertive women understood it very well and they understood, they understood that there is a third way that they can use with respect, 
and get their rights. Okay. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit, right? So about how long do you think it took for all of that to really kind of get set into motion, right? Like you, it's, it seems like such a small change to just, you know, change your words even, right? To be a little more assertive. You know, in culture, um, of course it takes time because right. the past generation, the previous generation are still here. And if you just behave like that, maybe they are, they get it as a disrespectful behavior. So of course, when it's cultural things need change, maybe after ten years or fifteen years. Of course, yeah. I know that. Of course, that. But if you change just one percent or two percent, your things, your result will be changed in a different way. If you just in two or three ways, if you speak yourself, if you speak out. That what you, what's your need, what's your values, mm-hmm. and do it in a respectful way. If the woman in this generation, not in previous, okay, in this generation, just to speak like that, maybe 2% changing, the result will be 50% change. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you heard that, right? When you just change it 2% degrees, the result will be more different. Yeah, that's that's pretty intense just from coming from, you know, a changing of of just saying something, right? Of just being able yeah. to say, hey, yeah, like actually you broke this or actually this isn't okay or actually, hey, I need this, right? Yeah. Um yeah, that's 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 really incredible. So, I also kind of want to talk a little bit about like, you know, your 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 story and the challenges there, right? So, you know, your journey involves overcoming challenges and really inspiring change on this this massive scale. So can you share a moment where you felt like you personally felt the profound impact of your work, right? So like realizing the positive change you were bringing to lives of women. Uh, when I started to make scenario, make a short uh, movie in Instagram like this, mm-hmm. the comments that I get from people, the women, were, were become different. Right. Before that, pe- people were like, oh, you're good. You're so good. Thank you. Thank you. Everything like that. But <laughs> the comments after that was like deep. I mean, mm. they, they DM me at the time and they were like, like with, uh, with all of their emotion, they were just writing for me in 10 sentences, speaking out for me. You changed our life. I mean, I talked to my, for example, friend like this and everything was changed. I talked to my, for example, parents in a respectful way and say my values and um, everything was changed. Thank you. And th- those kind of DM or result of my students, I understood that, um, oh my God, this is going to change everything. This is like, this is a good thing. Everybody is like changing and this is a good situation because change is a kind of a good thing. As a coach, I really wanted to see changes in my students. So that was good. That was a good start. So when I started to teach them in courses, very big courses, and um, wrote a book about it and everybody was talking about me. So I, I saw the change and I'm still seeing it because after that, a lot of pages on Instagram, um, Farsi ones, um, are started to teach them like me. So I understood that. So I inspired a lot of coaches too, that they are just wanted to teach their clients or teach people. Everybody wants to teach people because this is a good way of living, you know, to say your rights, to say your things in a respectful way. 
that was a that was a, some something was missed in our culture, and everybody was suffering at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a good start. Yeah, so I mean, you've seen all of these massive transformations, right? Some of them, I don't even know how how firsthand, but I'm curious. Yeah, does anybody in particular come up to you, like when you think about like uh, a specific inspiring like success story, right? Like, was there anyone big that you're kind of like, you know, like, wow, I can't believe I influenced them to, you know, come up with this this million dollar business, you know, or, or okay. somewhere to that to that level, right? Yeah. Um, I when I was in, at the airport. I I had a flight like two years ago. I had a flight to Istanbul. Mm-hmm. When I was in a line to um, doing my passport and kind of things in the airport, uh, a woman and a husband in front of me just get back and saw me and they were like screaming that they saw me. And uh, the woman just told me that I was your student five months ago. You gave me that, that courage to speak out my um, idea to my mm. uh, university. And then then my just my, my idea just revealed into my master's university. So one of my t- masters uh, invited me to a dinner to work on the project. And the project were like, uh, and the master in my uh, university uh, emailed one of the masters in Toronto University, the Canada, uh, this kind of idea and that master in the university just invited me to the university to work on the project so after five months uh, i am going to canada right now because Dang, yeah. my yeah my idea was revealed and was respected and everybody wanted to work on it and i'm successful right now after five months so it was so emotional for me at the time yeah, see, that just goes to show just how important it is, you know, to really to just voice your own voice, right? And really just share what it is that's there. Um, so I kind of want to jump back a little bit to just the community, right, of of your students. So how do you encourage collaboration and support amongst like your students and really creating a network of empowered individuals beyond just the course content? Actually, by social medias, you know, okay. yeah, when I for example, make some videos or make some um, education videos like in my Instagram, I make a community for them to encourage them to make this like me and post it everywhere. So everybody could like share this content because the thing is the media is powerful, right? So the most powerful media in Iran is Instagram. So um, when the the kind of content we share into media, like social media, everybody see the change. So um, this is what I'm doing in front, you know, beside the making courses and everybody just attending to my seminar, webinars, or kind of things. Mm, I do content, viral content on Instagram to impact others. Mm, Okay. So yeah, on that too, like, you know, you, at one moment you kind of have, I don't, I don't know what your following was before, but then all of a sudden you end up with now, I believe it's like 2.3 million followers, right? On Instagram. Um, so, you know, with that rapid rise of, of that, how do you make sure that your messages still stay like authentic and it really resonates with your, your followers, right? And what strategies do you use to really engage with all of your followers? Um, actually, it is hard because uh, it is hard to... Um, keep my um, values authentic, as you said, 
it is hard though, but the, the most important thing is keep posting and keep um, be, be there for your followers. I mean, at that point, everybody will see you eventually. We see you, your, your values, your messages, your everything. So the strategy that I'm using is everybody I come with a new idea on mm. Instagram. Okay. I, I don't talk one thing in two days. Right. Every day I come with a new idea, a new idea of how to approach people, not the new idea of education or information, mm -hmm. because everybody knows that a lot of information is not good. Right. Okay. But a lot of way to approach people to say your value is a good way. I mean, is the best way. For example, your value is um, keep keep going. For example, this is your value. This is your your uh, message. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, you have to find a thousand way to say it. Mm, okay. Okay. To approach people to right. do just this message. So this is what I what was my. Um, I mean, what my strategy is all day to, to go in approach way, to approach people in different ways to say my contact. Right. Okay. So then actually, I kind of want to jump back a little bit. You said it's a little challenging, right? To, to keep things authentic. So in what ways is it challenging for you? Uh, because when you say thing uh, in social media, in social media, people will not just stand there one hour you to speak with them, right? They come to social media to see videos, to watch videos in one minute, just maybe 30 mm. seconds. Right. So in 30 seconds, you cannot say everything. You right. can just say your, your message. Okay. So your message will have thousand perspectives in thousands ways. Right. Right. For example, when you say, keep going, keep going and doing things, a lot of perspective will come up. One perspective mm. is, yes, we have to keep going. The other perspective is, wow, why? If we don't something wrong, why we do keep going, <laughs> right? right? Right. This is a lot of thousands. So you people are different. So a thousand of perspective will will get your message. So it is hard to keep you authentic, right? Right. But if you say your message in thousand way, people will get it eventually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That just goes to show you, right? The power of persistence and making sure like, yeah, yeah how you communicate is just, just kind of key, right? And making sure that you're getting what you want and, you know, really, again, sharing those values and allowing people the chance to comprehend and understand who you are. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so one thing I did want to talk about, because you briefly mentioned it. Uh, so I want to kind of talk about your book, right? So you talk about this book that was breaking your country records, right? Um, so what inspired you to really come up with the book as opposed to another course? And really, how did you hope it would contribute to the broader conversation of women's empowerment in uh, Iran? You know, this is the fi funny thing happened. Actually, I was in amazing at first. Uh, when I just made a course to um, for women, how to be assertive, the course was um, 14 session and every session was one hour. I was speaking with them. There were like a, they were, they had a uh, practice to do, you know, we could do all those things. So these things, because it was in webinar, uh, it was a little pricey. Maybe 100% of women in Iran, maybe um, unprivileged 
people. They couldn't just afford it. So I started thinking maybe I could make a book mm. over this course because the right. book, you know, that the cost is way cheaper than a course, right? Right. It's accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Accessible. And you can do it online and everybody can do it. So I made the course as a book, right? So I changed it to the book. So that's why when I started to tell people that this is the course, that was a course of mine that maybe um, because we have some limitation of um, the one the attendance or maybe the timing or maybe the prices, you can have the book. So when I just tell my, um, my followers, I mean, on social media that I wrote this book, just everybody jumped into it and just bought it. And yeah, this is what happened. Okay. So then what came first? Like, I'm assuming the social media came first, like all your Instagram followers or did the book come first? Mm, Okay. Nice. Uh, and really how has the success of your book influenced the way that you approach coaching, right? And just like your interaction with the students, do you feel like now, um, like was the success of your book really any, did it have any impact on that at all? Of course, of course. The book was good. The book was so much credit for me. But the the thing that I have to say, it is a sad part of a story. But in Middle East, absolutely, especially in, in Iran, the average of people who read books is too low. Uh... Everybody just bought it, but maybe 20% of them maybe just finished it. Right? right. That that's why um, I have to tell you that social media is more powerful than book in Iran right now. If mm-hmm. I just say that words in in my posts and stories and all of that things in Instagram, will impact more for people, change mm-hmm. more. You no. Know? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how it's more impactful? Because um, you know, every people, everybody in Iran are using social media and Instagram. So when I just post a video, a content, and I just teach them how to be assertive, maybe 4 million people just watch this video until the end, right? But not 4 million people buy a book and finished it. (laughs) Right, yeah, that makes sense. That's why I'm saying if you want to do really change people, focus on social media and use it in a good way. Right. Yeah. No, that just goes to show how powerful like really it is to, to influence and how, not how easy it is, but it, it is an easier way to. Yeah. To get easier your way across. than, than just writing a book. Writing a book was a good credit. I mean, but for changing people, social media is more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, so now I kind of want to talk a little bit about like some of your personal reflections, right? So how has your journey and experiences as a woman from Iran yourself, right? How has that really shaped your coaching philosophy? How we changed? Actually, um, nothing has changed, but something just grow, actually. From the moment that I just started to um, be a coach, I was really accessible. I was really kind to people. I was really, um, um, I had, I, I, I helped them willingly, you know, uh, with too much effort. Mm-hmm. But when I just started to teach them and when I just got famous, I understood that 
I need to say words. I need to teach them in a short way and let them think, let them do. Mm, okay. You know, before that, I was just, um, you know, do did a lot of information, gave them a lot of information because I thought that this is a good idea. But I understood that a lot of information, if I just give it to them, they cannot process it. They cannot do it. And they make them procrastinate everything, make them perfectionist, make them not to do anything. And just their mind will blow. Okay. Right. Maybe at first they're, they're happy that they have a lot of information, but at the, at the end, they will not help them. Right. So I changed this perspective and I just tell them less, but let them think, let them process, let them do it. And then again, a short education, a, a short training session, and then let them do that. That's why they are, you know, um, they're, they're having more results than before. Mm -hmm. Right. But I guess I'm curious more about like, you're this pretty big, inspiring figure now, right? So were you always like this? Did you always have this mentality of like, you know, wanting to empower? Or do you feel like that only didn't come along until, you know, you, be you became a coach finally? You know, um, I do know if I say I really always I wanted to empower everyone or I, I, I always wanted to be an influencer. Uh, if I say that nobody can understand that this is right or wrong, because I know deep down everybody in the world, every child that was born have a big, big idea. Right. right. All of them wanted to do something big. So I was one of them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, in every teenager, if, if you ask them, they, they want to change something. Right? right. So I was one of them. I really wanted to change something. But I went through it. And in the process, process of doing that, I gained, a, I get a chance. Yeah, actually, to be to change something. And I'm really happy that I got a chance. And I, and I saw the chance because this is important to saw the chance. Right. So I saw it and I used it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm also curious too. So what have you learned about yourself through all of this? The thing that I really um, understood in past maybe three years of doing it in, in a big, in a huge um, way, I have to tell you that it's all about, really, it's all about confidence. Maybe you say that um, because you're a coach, because you're doing, you're, uh, you have a course about confident or you're doing, you have a students about confident. But I really have to say that if you have a confident mindset, make your mindset in a confident way, you will reach everything. Mm -hmm. You will reach everything. It doesn't matter what your, what your place is right now or what your information you have right now. But your mindset is really change everything. But I'm curious to see also though, like, so what, what did you learn about yourself though along the process, right? Like in what ways do you feel like you changed maybe from before when you were a business coach to now, do you feel like, you know, has anything changed? Do you feel like, you know, you're still the same person on the same mission, just driven and ready to go? Um, I'm still the same person, you know, because uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure because yesterday, 
due to some project, I had to get back and see my books from four years ago and see my videos from three or four years ago because I, I had to research something and, you know, did something. But I was curious and I just realized that that I am the same person. Maybe I'm more, more stronger right now because I had a lot of things going on in my past, in past right. three years. Because of course, yeah, you see that you have a lot of students, but it's a big academy. So we have a lot of problems and issues too. So um, maybe I'm, I'm more stronger, but the will and the ambition, the passion is still the same, I think. Yeah. I love that. So in what ways, what are your aspirations for the future? Like, you know, both personally, professionally, as you continue this journey here in the United States? The journey here, I really wanted to speak out my experiences because um, I know that I know I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that my story will influence and impact uh, maybe millions of women in U.S., around the world who knows English, you know, mm -hmm. every, everyone who knows English, because I want to start in English because mm -hmm. as I may, um, you know, tell you, told me before, I don't know my whole, um, courses, my whole education was in Farsi, right. but I wanted to change it in American way, American culture, English language. So I know that my whole story will change everything. Because I started from really zero, and I started in a very traditional country, right. and I just moved moved out from a, from there. So I saw millions of students of mine. So I have a lot of experience from from women. Not right. I, I'm just not telling you that women there are, for example, blah blah blah. No, from women, women are are the same in every places are the same. They think like themselves i mean they, they they're thinking the same mm, okay yeah i mean first off like you know i i would agree that, like yeah you're you're totally inspirational especially the stuff that you're doing for everybody and well for women right not only just in iran but what seemed to be like the world right even just in this in the states um so before we go i, I kind of want to ask you know what is one major piece of advice that you can give to anybody, right? Of course, yeah, women, but also to men that might need it. Like, I know you've talked about being confident, right? And how that's a big, big, um, how it's very necessary, right? Um, but yeah, what, what would that piece of advice be for somebody that is just trying to start off from, from scratch and really trying to get going on whatever their passion is? You know, I have two advices. Mm, okay. uh, one, one says, I don't know who, um, how old are you right now, but whatever age you are in, you have times before. For example, if you are 30 right now, maybe, maybe when you were at 21st of your life, or maybe, I don't know, maybe you were teenagers. There were times that you were so powerful. Okay. Maybe just one day. But there, there was, there was a mm -hmm. day that you were so powerful. Maybe you just end up a relationship in a powerful way. Maybe you just get into a good company in a, in a powerful interview. Maybe you just um, tell, told your idea to every person in your 
room and one investor is just wanted to invest in your ideas. One day you were powerful. Okay. Please, please make up your one, that one day, make it up again. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. Make a movie or, you know, go to your mirror and just pretend that that was your day and just be yourself at that day. Okay. Yeah. You will, you will sense that power very, very well because it was you. It was not no one. It was not an imaginary story. It was you. Right. So you will feel the, feel the power immediately and then do your whatever you want. For example, you want to do your job. Okay. But you feel lack of confidence right now. Go to your mirror and just make that up. Make that situation in one day that you are powerful. Everything will change different, you know, immediately. Mm. And the second advice, if you haven't had at that powerful times in your life, I doubt about it. But if you haven't had that kind of times in your life, just before you do something and you feel like you have self, lack of self-confidence, do something that you are doing it greatly. Okay. For example, for example, you, you can, you can cook very well. You're confident to cook food, right? Before you do something important, please cook. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love you, feel, you feel the confidence and then right away, because confidence is a feeling and it disappears after two, two hours. Okay. So please, after something, you do it in a confident way. Do it immediately. And this is, this is, this is changing everything. Yeah, no, especially, I love that. Just how you really need to put on those shoes, right. And step into that emotion and step into that power, right. Whatever that confidence is that you get it from, whether it's, you know, speaking, yeah. whether it's whatever it is. Yeah. Honestly, that's, that is a, an amazing message. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, like so yeah. So right before the, uh, the show ends, uh, I always ask one random question just to kind of you know, get people on their toes and also just kind of cleanse the palate. So the uh, question I have for you today is, would you rather be fluent in every language out there or would you rather be able to communicate with animals? Communicate in every language. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? Because I really want to talk to people. I, I really want to inspire them. So in every language, I really wanted to write a book and speak. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Dude, well, I mean, honestly, thank you so much, Razia. Last thing before you go, uh, yeah, where could people find you if they're looking for more information about you? Um, they can email me. I should share email right now. Okay, yeah, I can go ahead and uh, yeah. put that in the show notes. Uh, okay, so you can go ahead and email her at razia8254 at gmail.com. Um, well, yeah, Razia, thank you so much. Honestly, it's been welcome. a pleasure and I appreciate the conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning in to The Bottom Left Pain. If you enjoyed our journey into the unseen stories today, don't forget to follow us on social media at Bottom Left Pain on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our show on any platform where you get your podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in supporting the production of our show, consider checking out our Patreon. Even a contribution as little as a dollar a month can make a huge difference. Thank you for your support and for joining us in uncovering the hidden chapters of life. And remember, sometimes the most profound stories are the ones we've never heard before.